0: Hello and welcome to Footballistically Arsenal, I am Boyd Hilton, uh, sidekick Josh is there looking splendid in his Soho house style um, office
2: space. Um, Thank you Boyd, what a glorious week, I'm so excited to, uh, to do a podcast, yeah. after a positive week. It is and we've got a, it's very... We don't, the guests don't get bigger, so we've got a great guest for a great week.
0: We have got the magnificent broadcaster and um, living legend, Mark Pugach, joining us. Hi, Mark. How are you?
1: Boyd, hello. Josh, hello. I'm absolutely fine, thank you. If Josh has got a Soho house style... Uh, so mine is a bit more... Well, I woke up this morning to a flood in my study. So there's ripped carpets yeah. and there's um, a slight smell of damp and windows <laughs> open despite the fact that it's 7 o'clock in the evening and freezing, so I've got a scarf on. Oh, God. So uh, anyway, listen, That's if you insist like I do on living out in the country... It's it, it is noticeably colder than than you city boys uh, by a few degrees. So the old crack pipes happen sometimes. Anyway, it's fine. First world problems. Oh, was it, uh, you, awesome. you
0: don't live by a river. The river didn't overflow into your... No, no, no. no, no. Your, I live by oh, a river. Okay.
1: No, no, no. It's not London. Okay. It's calling. You no, know, it's it is literally crack pipes. But anyway, as I say, first world yeah. problems. But but very good to be back with you. And, uh, and yeah, uh, thanks, a very, uh, a very bright few days for the Arsenal.
0: Very bright few days. Yeah, before we get into that, though, before we get into the answer, I want to I yeah. ask you a showbiz question, Mark, because I've oh, become, yes. in, in, in lockdown, you, before we came on, we were all saying how we we're watching loads of TV, right? I mean, you, we are all watching TV. But the, I've become obsessed with The Chase on ITV right. every Good, night, yes. five o'clock. Yeah. Both The Chase itself and The Celebrity Chase. Now, you've been on The Celebrity Chase, haven't you? The celebrity version. At least one. How many times have you done I've The Chase? I've the... been on twice, yes. Twice. Yes, I've been on twice. And how much did
1: you win? How much? So the first time we got caught, uh,
0: okay.
1: I won 84 grand, but we got caught, so it doesn't matter. Uh-huh. And then the second right. time, uh, I won 105 grand, which we put in the pot for 123 of us, and we won that. We beat wow. Anne. That was very tense. So that That's is, uh, yeah. Yeah, that, so that is, I mean, you know, Bradley Walsh, obviously a gooner. Uh, I mean, yeah. tremendously funny. And there's that thing when, when you, I think you just... He, they, they definitely did another one afterwards because Jackie Oatley was on afterwards. So they do two a day. You know, you've got to keep that energy and that pace, you know, when you're, yeah. when you're having to uh, stop and start, which we have to a few times. And when I I did it in September, so we were socially distant. So obviously there was nothing like the audience there normally is. So they yeah. had to make a bit more of a noise to augment all that. But it's, you feel your heart, I promise you. Oh, I you bet. You feel your heart thumping. Absolutely <laughs> yeah. thumping. Yeah. Fun I would find both it terrifying, times, yeah. <laughs> Both <laughs> yeah. times, both yeah. times. Yeah. In the chase, there were Arsenal <laughs> yeah. questions, both That's times. That's brilliant. The first one That's was, amazing. for whom Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain left Southampton for which Premier League team? And then the last right. one, which we won, was who won two Premier League titles in 1989 and 1991 Having you know big tall centre half or something, which was Steve bold So Lee Dixon texted me on the night, and went out, and went well. That was a hard question, wasn't it? <laughs> That's brilliant. Well, you really can hear your heart thumping because you're
0: thinking, yeah. I bet it's
1: a lot at stake here.
0: Yeah, huge amounts yeah. of money. They give away huge amounts of money. The format is the best. It's the best game show format on TV, apart yeah. from paying me. Beat the Chasers, the spin-off, which is brilliant as well. And and you're right. And he and he's such a brilliant host. Yeah, he's fantastic. Absolutely. We should get him on. Josh, Arsenal it's fan Bradley yeah. Walsh. Definitely get well, on.
1: When I was on, I was on with uh Dane Baptiste, who was yeah. a gooner. And he, yeah, and he really and he said, okay. Oh yeah, and obviously they cut these bits out. So Dane was up first and he was going whatever. And one of the questions, that's right, one of the questions was for uh for his for his, you know, when for his money for whatever it was yeah. up against Dan, which of these three is the tallest trophy? The FA Cup, the League Cup, uh, or the Premier yes. League trophy. Yes, so I remember he that. Went, bit. Well, yeah. it's Premier League because it's obviously got big ears. And then he went, "Do you like football?" He goes, "Yeah." Who do you support? He goes, "Arsenal." <laughs> and Bradley just went, "Sit down, you're through." <laughs> <laughs> so you know, all the, you know that stuff yeah. that's left on the cutting floor. But he's he's great value, great value.
0: Yeah, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. Um, I just wanted to get into that because I'm, I'm just I'm just obsessed with the chase. So uh, somebody's been on it a couple of times and won a huge amounts of money. It's very exciting. But more importantly, let's talk about Arsenal. Um, we are. This is this is a huge week, isn't it, for Mikel Arteta? I feel like you know whatever we think about what's happened this season, to win these two huge games, effectively away games. I know the I know the European game was officially a home game, but that was ridiculous. And then to win that game at the weekend. Um, Against Leicester, was pretty phenomenal, wasn't it? And he took a massive. What did you think, Mark, when when you saw the team news and you saw that Willian was playing? What was your What was your initial reaction to that? And what And what did you think about the fact that in in the end he played well and you know,
1: which is what we waiting for, as well. Well, I understood why I left Saka out because the kid must be exhausted. Yeah. I even understood why I left Abamyang out, and then he played Willian, and I, I, there was a bit of a groan. I've got to be honest there was a bit of a you're going to keep playing him aren't you until he plays well because you have to because you've yeah because in a way you've had the Ozil situation which you've dealt with and that's finished and and now it feels like that you've brought another one on yourself with another 3-year deal for somebody aged 32 who who in the week admitted he didn't want to leave Chelsea who admitted in the week that if he'd been offered a 2-year deal he would have stayed at Chelsea yeah, uh, it, it's, it seems to be that Arteta's reign at Arsenal is a series of sliding door moments, isn't it? And, um, and which is which probably is a bit uh, contradictory because you can can you have a series of sliding door moments? You should probably only have one, shouldn't you? <laughs> the first one, the first one's the we have, final, isn't it? The first one's the cup yeah. final. You finally think. Oh, he's won that. Oh, that's a sliding door moment because it means Aubameyang is more likely to stay. And then the season starts and it's okay, and then it goes absolutely appalling. And then the Chelsea game comes, or the Man United away game comes, and the Chelsea game comes. That well, gets better. And then there's a sliding door moment again at Molyneux, isn't it? Where Arsenal probably played the best football of all season, and then Louise gets sent off, and then suddenly it collapses, and they lose there. And they lose to Wolves, mm. uh, and they lose to Aston Villa. And then you're watching uh, Benfica the other night. And think if they, if you go out here and Arsenal eleventh in the league, and you go out the Europa League, where on you know we all know what's going to happen on social media after that. I'd already had long-standing friends go, not up to it, is he?" And I'm going. I think you have to give him a chance. So, um, a long-winded way of saying, I thought it was a very brave selection. I think he must have been thrilled about Willian, thrilled about Pepe as well. Yeah. And I was working. I was working with the, the, the great legend Ian Wright yesterday. I went. You were Arsenal's record signing once at two point five million. This guy's seventy two million. <laughs> so I think. I, I, I think, Arsenal have to, I think Arsenal have made a decision. I don't know what you two think. Of saying, we have to stick with this man. We can't keep twisting like Manchester United have, haven't they? Manchester United have been yeah. twisting since Alex Ferguson, hoping and hoping and hoping. I think whatever happens the rest of the season, even if Arsenal come ninth and don't win the Europa League, I think they're sticking with him. And I personally, I think that's probably just about Right.
0: Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I mean, Josh, Josh, Josh says that I was calling for his head a couple of months ago, which isn't strictly true, but I was – I think we're all that, – that period we went through, the difference between that, you know, the, the dark period, as I'm calling it yeah. – um, when we could barely advance the ball up the pitch, let alone score any goals, and let alone win games, was we were so terrible that was, for me that was like I think it was just such a low period. It felt even worse than it did under Unai Emery. Like both the, both the football we were playing, and and we got into this unbelievable rut, didn't we? And the difference mm. between the football now. And then it's incredible to me. It's like, it's barely recognizable. Yeah. And I, and I would almost quite like, you know, I really want like Jamie Carragher or something on Monday night football guy, to do an analysis of what's, you know, what's, what's made the big difference, you know, from then to now. Cause even on Sunday, cause I think Emil Smith Rowe was a huge turning point when he arrived in the team and made a massive difference. But then when he wasn't playing on, on, um, on, on the weekend, we still won without him. Oh, well, well, sorry. He came off. So he went off injured. Mm. Um, but, That team with different players, even with William playing, still still played much better football. And and the transformation is incredible. And I think I guess if you if you get you have to give Arteta the credit for sorting
1: it out. Mm. I think he said it afterwards, though. Boy, don't you? He said I thought it was really interesting. He said the senior players have to drive this boat. It cannot be driven by the junior players. They obviously don't have the experience or the wherewithal. To do it, there. I mean, Saka and Smith Rowe, and to an extent, Bob Holt. We call him Bob Holding in this house. I don't know why we just call him Bob. <laughs> I Bob like Holding. that. Yeah, Bob Holding. Bob, Bob is a great old school football name. Exactly. Yeah, so my son, who's living in London now, so I haven't seen him. Literally, I haven't seen him this year. I just text him, "Go, good game, Bob Holding." Or, or obviously the Man City <laughs> game. It's like Bob. <laughs> um, you know, yeah. it's, it's, They've done really well, but they can't drive the boat. The boat has to be driven by those who know what's going on. And Willian is obviously one of those, and Aubameyang is one of those, and David Louise is one of those so i think i think that's that for me was the big flip last weekend where you you know that that's what's happened those senior players have taken responsibility, and they're having to do it. And Shaka, the much maligned Shaka, as well, has had a pretty good season. Um, yeah. and, and as I say, for me, that's the that's the big flip that that's happened in the last weekend. And the best, the best any teams, the best Arsenal teams, the best Sir Alex Ferguson teams, class of ninety two, obviously, were always a mix of those, weren't they? They were always mm. a mix of the really good young players, but the senior players. You look at F- uh, Ferguson's teams: Cantona, Steve Bruce, obviously Roy Keane. Uh, taking the lead, and then the and then the more inexperienced, talented players adding to the whole I- I- immeasurably. And I think it's never going to work any other way. It cannot work with the junior players being in charge. So. I think mm. probably. But for us, for they player, were, weren't they? Well, they were for in us. charge. And, that, that, and that's yeah. why. That's But when they're in charge, that's why performances are so inconsistent because inexperienced players give you um, inconsistent performances because of their callowness. It ha- that, that's just a reality. So I think that would have pleased him most of all. And I think probably Arteta is now saying to that cohort of senior players, right, the rest of the season, you know, you, you have to be in charge on the pitch, as it were. And I think that's why he was so relieved about. William and Pepe's in the middle age, twenty five, isn't he? Pepe should yeah. be more yeah. senior than his performances show. They actually show an an inexperienced um, air about them when he, they should be more experienced. His performances.
0: Yeah, yeah. I also feel like the 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 formation Josh has made a big difference. That you know we've got this kind of four two three one with a with a kind of ten in the middle, whether it's yeah. Emil Smith Rowe yeah. or Odegaard. And I think that's made a big difference in allowing players like Willian and
2: Pepe and others to kind of, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, well, Meza Ozil, when he was still at the club in December, there was a rather sarcastic tweet, wasn't there about, you know, the delight at seeing a a number 10 come into the team. And that was uh, Smith Rowe and timed really well with that surprise victory against Chelsea, which came at a, time of the season where you didn't quite know where the next win was even coming from. I guess what's been interesting is this, you know, Odegaard, Smith-Rowe and who's getting, you know, pushed down the team, but it doesn't look like that's even going to be a conundrum really for the next month or so with the the injury it looks like Smith-Rowe has got. But, you know, we seem settled on a well, do we know that? Do we know Smith Road's going well, to be out for? for well, a Well, uh, it certainly looks like it's going to be a few okay. a few weeks. I mean, the, the international break maybe will come at a good time if he's mm. back after the international break. And for the first time in ages, we you know we don't have a game immediately. We've got all the way until mm. Saturday. I mean, to have a whole week of no Arsenal feels <laughs> feels bizarre um, given uh, given how it's been all season. But what you know what was said there on Willian. Uh, It does feel a little bit like, you know, a clock, a stop clock is right twice a day. Eventually you put a player of his caliber in and he's going to come good. And you just hope, I mean, this was only the fourth time all season he's played 90 minutes in the Premier League. And if you'd have said that after his opening day and the way he played against Fulham, you, you wouldn't have possibly believed it. You just hope that's suddenly given him confidence and that he's going to play. And I don't know what Martinelli has done, but I'm convinced there's an issue there. It's totally irrational. Here was a player who we were, you know, desperate to come back for better part of a year, who looked quite good when we we got back. There's got to be something that's happened there for him just to not get an opportunity, you know, in any of these recent games. It's so strange. Everyone else has had a go. Literally every senior player, you know, whether that's Cedric getting games at, at right-back, whether we've seen El Elneny, uh, Danny Ceballos, who, whoever it's been, everyone by Martinelli is getting a go. And I, I'm just wondering quite what, what's going on there for him mm. not to so have been given an I, I have to, yeah, well, I was absolutely amazed he
0: didn't bring him on for the last 10 minutes or whatever Yeah. in 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 the game um, against Leicester. He brought on Aubameyang, didn't he? And he was like, well... I mean fine. bam yeah, we didn't need if you're going to rest Obame Yang, then rest him, why not give Martinelli a go? But equally I wonder Mark, whether there is actually an uh, an issue with him or whether it's just the pecking he's got a lot of we've got a lot of options, haven't we in attack? I mean when yeah. you think about it, yeah. Eddie Eddie Nketiah isn't even on the bench now. So yeah. effectively Martinelli has gone above him on the, in the pecking order, which I think is absolutely right. So mm-hmm. he's he's on the bench then he's got Aubameyang Lacazette Lacazette in really good form Lacazette played really well you know every every, I, I can't remember the last time Lacazette played badly whereas last year they were like you know every week in week out he was he was disappointing and not just having a bad time in terms of scoring goals then we've got you know you've got you've got a lot of creative I mean it feels like we've gone from having no creativity and and few options to having quite a lot of options and I feel like Martinelli's kind of Lost, losing out at the moment because of the options we've got in that in that forward in that forward line, or do you if, think if, do you agree with Josh that there might be an issue?
1: I, I don't think there's an issue per se because I think Arteta's proved he's quite good at uh, dealing with these. I think. Arteta, if you go back to what Arteta always said about Maitland Niles, now whether Maitland Niles has got a future at Arsenal or not, we'll we'll find out in the summer. But but he did he was very public in saying he needs to prove to me on a daily basis on the training ground how much he wants it, how much he's improving, how hard he's working, and I think probably with Martinelli he's thinking you have got you're in no groove that's not your fault because you've been injured there are others playing better and showing me more on a regular basis on the training ground i i, I genuinely believe now people would say well you, you can't say that looking at willian but i think josh is right i think he's just desperate to try and play willian into some sort of form for his seniority and experience as much as anything i think probably just with martinelli he's not quite there yet i don't i don't think there's an issue i certainly don't think there's an issue in that Arteta doesn't rate him or doesn't want him. I don't yeah. think that at the slightest. I think, you know, yeah. look at his commitment and his running. Look at the way he reacted when he got injured in the warm-up and was in tears, wasn't he, Whoever, whatever that game was, you know, around Christmas time. I just think he's got to have to wait his time. And 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 Arteta uh, puts a big store by the training ground. That much is obvious, isn't it, from his public comments. He really does. How well yeah, are you training? True. How hard you know. are you training? How much, how, basically, how much do you want this? How much do you actually want to play for Arsenal? And um, here we go. First mention of Wenger, Josh. I think that's quite a big <laughs> switch. I think that is quite a big switch. Mm. I think everybody would have yeah. been. I think Emery made the switch as well. That the training ground is now a place of of you know of fierce competition as as it should be. Absolutely, as it should be. But yeah. I don't. I, don't I think, think there's it, an issue with Martin any longer. No.
2: Time.
1: Yeah, I don't, I, maybe I, I
2: don't mean maybe a, a serious issue between two, but it, it just strikes that he is the one who. Isn't being given uh, an opportunity yeah, at the moment, yeah. and and I thought Leicester, you're two goals up. You know Lacazette, absolutely fine. You want to rest Aubameyang? It's mm-hmm. such an easy sub there to give Martinelli some minutes and, and maybe bring off yeah. Willian because yeah, oh, with I agree the only he's yeah. had a that, I mean, that was. was yeah, a whole month we're talking where he I think he got like ten minutes in the in the first day against Benfica and, and, and that was it. And yeah, I maybe, maybe and and hopefully he is going to get an opportunity when the right game comes around for him. I, I hope you're he absolutely does.
1: right, the pair of you. I mean and, and, and a lot of attacking options now. And and again, talking about how much you want it on the training ground and of course how much you stay fit is Reese Nelson, who's you know, just just appearing mm-hmm. off the end, because he can never stay fit, can he? And you yeah. would imagine, you know, you talk about the wide players, Willian, Asaka, Pepe, Martinelli can play wide as well, can't he? I mean, you know, ne- R- Reese Nelson should be in that as well, shouldn't he? But he's just fallen off the end. And then has yeah. played off the left, of course. Um, S- uh, Smith Rowe can play off the side. Funny, I wasn't uh, there that day, but um, I think you know that I work on the International Channel once a week. And Tony Adams said of Smith Rowe, he's got feet like Pe- Perez. Now that's is terrific it? compliment isn't is it? it Was it there with you
0: was it with you movie. that Tony Adams said that thing about how he didn't he wasn't happy with the Odegaard signing because he didn't think we <laughs> needed another uh,
1: <laughs> forward player and he wished we would sign another central defender <laughs> It, it, I wasn't in that day, but okay. I, I heard that. I have to say, you, we have these you know, musings when we're feeding the dogs or getting rid of a leak or whatever. For the first time in my life, I don't know what you two think, I do not think that Arsenal and Schultz are centre-halves for a bad no, right. first time <laughs> exactly in 20 years. It's extraordinary because obviously you've got the whole Saliba situation. And don't forget Mavropanos, who's doing really well in Greece as well. Who may, Listen, in Germany, who may just be used to, obviously, who, who may just be sold for profit like Chambers might be. But I, I think of all the things that are going on at Arsenal at the moment, I don't think you can say they're shorter centre-halves. You no. remember those seasons begging for another centre-half, begging for somebody to come in. Begging or go, nope, we'll have another attacking player instead. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly, yeah. Yeah, dare I say
0: it, Ben Winston was on a couple of weeks ago and caused quite a stir with many of our listeners, particularly um, particularly my friend Dan Baldwin, who, who mentions it to me on uh, our WhatsApp group every day. <laughs> ben said that he thought this was our strongest squad. Is this right? Was what he said, Josh, in years, right? And... and I think I kind of know what he means in the sense that I feel now having got rid of quite a lot of the dead weight in the last transfer window um, and having bought certain players, you know, certainly from the the central defender point of view and from the attack, it it feels more balanced, the squad, certainly,
1: than it has done for years. It feels like there's some kind of sense to the squad. Do you know what I mean? So from that point of view. I, I would say give it another two windows. I mean, he's yeah. got, uh, the the, uh, the January window was always about who he got rid of and he did extremely well there. Let's be honest. He got rid of yeah. pretty much everybody he wanted to, Schalke or bottom. People would have seen uh, <laughs> whatever game it was. Oh, bless him because he's won the World Cup, which is more than you, me and Josh have or anyone listening. Probably. probably certainly Boston. is. <laughs> yeah, but but uh, so they scored a goal or Somebody at the back post and dear old Mustafi, turned around and shouted at somebody else. You know, uh, yeah, I saw that. the ball that. went punt. Yeah, Did I saw that. that.
0: Yeah. yeah, completely his fault. And he, and he, yeah, completely classic fault Mustafi. Probably. Classic I mean, Mustafi. It
1: was like the one against Palace, which cost Arsenal the Champions League and probably Emery his job, didn't he, when Zaha yeah. scored? Actually, yeah. actually, cost Zaha a move to Arsenal, probably, is the blunt truth. But um, I, I think it's almost there. And and the other thing is, of course, with the balance, we basically haven't seen Thomas Partey yet, have we? We basically haven't right. seen him play. And right. we you may not see much of him this season because it's a bit stop start stop start. So I, I would I would agree with you in terms of the balance. I think it's probably I don't know what seventy five percent of the way there, eighty percent of the way there of uh, certainly yeah.
2: of of, yeah. of of what he wants. Yeah, yeah.
1: Boy, considering this, our budget, been... Josh.
2: Mm. Yeah, go on. No, I just think it's it's interesting, isn't it? There have just been moments this season where just when you're starting to worry. A result comes and you and you sort of have faith restored. It you mm-hmm. know, it happened earlier in the season with a surprise win at Man United. And when you look how many more points they've accumulated than Arsenal this season, it looks more impressive. And I don't think many of us would have really thought we'd go to like I know Leicester had a disappointing result in Europe, and we're we're hugely benefiting from the fact that they had some really key injuries, which which got worse for them during the game against us. But to go to Leicester and win it just always. Sort of so we rested your faith. key players. We rested sure. key sure. sure, but I still think like Madison, like missing oh, I, know. Them, I know, Madison's a who's yeah. been probably outstanding and yeah. being talked to the potential England Euro Championship, you know, squad player, certainly. They've had big injuries to, to key players. But just it restores your faith a little bit and you know the character they showed in getting through against Benfica. It just makes you sure think. Well, may, maybe there is something to carry on and get behind it. I,
1: I think. I think for me, this is what the, the fundamental point. Everybody in football says that Arteta is an outstanding coach, a really outstanding coach. So I think you may be completely in the opposite camp and want want Rafa Benitez now because you want stability or should have gone for Brendan Rodgers. But I think if you believe that, and I believe everything, I I do believe this from what I hear, what an outstanding coach he is, then you have to accept that he is learning on the job as well. This is his first Mm. job. He is learning on the job as well. He is going to make mistakes like everybody does in terms of especially this season of all season with games so close together, apart from this week and his substitutions sometimes and his selections. And I think you have to do that thing, which football fans never want to do, which is just be patient and go. What what I'm saying is what is the point of Arsenal going through this, chucking him out early and somebody else gaining the benefit of what is obviously an outstanding coach who will then have, two more years experience. What is the point of Arsenal going through all that pain for somebody else to benefit? Do you see what I mean? I, I do. And I also think, have, yeah, that's a good point. And then you get yeah. the benefit.
0: That's a really good point. I also think it's, there's a difference because I, 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 I've, I've said myself, you know, earlier in the season, when you see Chelsea, for example, ruthlessly getting rid of Frank Lampard yeah. and it's worked, hasn't it? I mean, let's face yes. it. Thomas Tuchel has done pretty damn well. you know, since he took over world-class coach, world-class manager clearly instantly, instantly got that team playing uh, better Mm -hmm. than, than the the much more inexperienced Frank Lampard. So, but I think the difference between us and Chelsea is obvious. It's the money. It's the size of the squad. It's the, it's the options that they have and that he has as a manager. I mean, he's been, he's been playing around with that squad week in, week out his team selections, isn't he? Which we can't afford to do that. I mean, we did, he did do it. As we said, we've, Huge kudos to Artista for rotating at the weekend and winning that game. But I don't think he can I don't think he can rotate as much as as much as Chelsea can because we don't have that depth of squad. And same with City. And I think when you look at City and Chelsea and you know teams like that who have an enormous amount of of money mostly and and a much bigger squad, they can fill around with stuff much more than we can. I think, I look at the, I I even include Man United in this. I look at the other teams, right? I look at Man United, Leicester, West Ham, Liverpool. Well, Liverpool, I I think, uh, bizarrely, I mean, they've just had a disastrous injury time, haven't they? And I think it's different. Everton, I'm looking at all these teams ahead of us, Tottenham, Villa. I don't think any of those are particularly better than us.
1: I I I really don't. I think and Arsenal I think, are going to have to coach their way into the back into the top four. They can't buy their way. They're going yeah. to have to coach their way. And if you believe that he is an outstanding coach, then then give him a chance. He's in the right place, and yeah. it might take it might take eighteen months. And I've, I think we've seen. I think we've seen. I think this was a,
0: a, a sliding doors weekend. A few few games of football, in the sense that he's also shown he can get that team really battling and mentally yeah. overcoming because uh, we let in, we letting goals in the first couple of minutes oh. now quite often you know yeah. that thing but we overcome it now when we now when we do it i think it's a difference between, from a few weeks ago when we are like absolute. i would be absolutely depressed and miserable and not mm-hmm. now i see it's conceding in the first couple of minutes and i think well we could probably get overcome this you know it's still yeah. possible I,
1: um, and, and we have what i said i go back to what i said earlier about you know uh, It was always going to happen with Arsenal, Manchester United, with Wenger and Sir Alex Ferguson. And Manchester United have twisted and twisted and twisted. They probably thought they'd stick with... Well, they obviously thought they'd stick with all of them, but particularly Van Gaal and Mourinho, they probably thought all their their experience and their proven winners, it didn't quite work. I mean, are Arsenal going to twist and twist and twist again? What what Mm. would they do if they did... What would they do if they... As I said, my friend who texted me, but oh, Rafa Benitez. I said, well, what's the point of that? To do what? To do what in the long term? There Mm. has to be some pain. There has to be some pain. Um, yeah. it was. And I wonder
0: whether the, that. yeah, I wonder whether the pain we've had the pain this season. I wonder whether that really painful period, that if he's learnt you know, a huge amount from that, maybe, and maybe in the well, long we, term, we, yeah.
1: we're always told in life that we learn more from when things go mm. wrong than when they go well, don't we? we and I'm yeah. very interested. I'm fascinated to know what, presumably, you know, all things being equal, what the Arteta interview in August will sound like before the new season. I'm really fascinated. Let's say Arsenal yeah. finish, I don't know, eighth. Don't win the yeah. Europa League. Unlike let's be honest, guys, unlikely to win the Europa League. That's League. the most
0: likely scenario. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. Finish yeah. eighth out of Europe. Well, there we are. That that you know, what have you learned? How much mm. better are you 12 months mm. on? How much more have you learned? I, I I think it'll be really I think it'll be really, really interesting. And you can see yeah. you, know, you can see you can see him being manager for the they don't strike me as if they're running that they, they really don't strike me as if they are panicked about it upstairs maybe because they're not as a financially no. invested let's be blunt the cronkies maybe that's why
0: yeah i think i i, I think to be blunt i think it's more it's yeah. as much of they can't be bothered without yeah. you know without you know as much as it is we're backing this guy well, you exactly. know i think it's Blow like. Well, i, I think priorities. it's too much mess i feel it's too much of a mess and too messy too difficult yeah. it, 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 yeah. you know even if we'd gone out of europe even yeah. if we'd oh, lost yeah, against okay. leicester i still think they would have stick with them because it's too much yeah it's too We're much nastiness it's unprecedented yeah.
1: there's too much going on in the world Frank. yeah there's too yeah. much and and, and in, a, in a funny way i i think probably quite a lot of people feel that about their football they're, they're they're enjoying it but it's a bit odd and they're also thinking you know the world's fallen apart the last 12 months you know if our team has a bit of a rocky patch really is that that isn't the yeah. end of the world for yeah. once in our lives it really isn't the end yeah. of the world
2: exactly yeah, you, i mean you, just you, fa- you, before we go to a break sorry go on josh no I was going to say you do always think you know Mars is talking about no fans there. If Arteta has gone through a difficult November December period it would have been a lot worse with fans. Yeah, Just of that experience oh. of, a, of a we've all we've all sat there at the 100%. Emirates and experienced a, a booing and that situation. Um, I'm sort of pleased for him that what I hope is the worst period he'll ever go through as an Arsenal manager. And I don't know how much worse it can get than those successive home defeats that we we seem to be unable to avoid to teams that we really should have been um, you know more than competing against. Um, then yeah, I, I'm I'm absolutely hoping that it's uh, the worst that he's he's gone through and um, Mark's absolutely right. The the most, you know, of course we've got through in Europe, but it's not like we're now into the semis. (laughs) We're into the last, you know, last 16 and we are still a lot of too many teams ahead of us to really start thinking about Europe. We would, we would have to, you know, win some very unexpected games to, to make it through. Mm -hmm. So it's, it is almost now also about, about next season and and getting into a good run of form and to hope that, you know, we hit the ground running. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, Um, we'll carry on. We'll talk more uh, about the current situation for Arsenal after this break.
1: If you want an e-bike that doesn't look like it's made for the shopping precinct, something that's less Mr Bean and more Steve McQueen... Cooler.bike, e-bikes that are cool AF.
0: And we're back from the break. Just, I mean, I, I can't, just to, to emphasise how weird the season is, because it is so, so weird. We're six points behind Liverpool. I mean, you know, we're still six points Same number of games played now. And that's two wins. That is, if we'd have won that Wolves and Aston Villa game, that, that, those two games, which we were unlucky with the sendings off and the conceding of a really early goal... And, uh, you know, we would have been on the same amount of points as <laughs> Liverpool. Absolutely incredible. I mean, if you just said that, I know we, have, I know we didn't win those two games, but
1: nevertheless, that well, we is... Talk about, we talk about sliding doors with the Benfica-Leicester game. You would have said with two minutes to go at Molyneux, well, Arsenal are going to win this game. They're in terrific form. You know, that a goal brought yeah. out by our friend VAR. They'll probably win this, and they'll get a Villa Park full of confidence, may well get four points this week, six. They end up with none, but that is this season all over, isn't it? This, that, yeah, for, for, exactly. for, for everybody except Manchester City, really. That's the yeah. season. All over. Just one other thing. When I think about it. someone said something very perceptive to me this week. I was an ex-footballer who went. The best squads are do not look like um, the, the 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 skyline, uh, uh, the sort of Manhattan skyline where there's some skyscrapers and there's some low-rise buildings. The best squads, yeah. you know, have a skyline which is very even then you know you're going to get a consistency of performance. Arsenal's squad is very yeah. much up-down, up-down, isn't it? There are yeah. skyscrapers and then there's some right. you know, two-storey buildings. But
0: I wonder whether there. he's starting to sort that out because that's why I yeah. think it's very promising. I know it's only it was only one game, the Leicester game, but I think it was so important that he's juggling the squad in that mm. game and, and we still won very convincingly and we dominated the game pretty much. If you look at the stats, you know, we, in all areas, we, we did better than Leicester, even taking into account their injury situation. I think that was so key because I do think now you have and he's got the system, isn't he, sorted out? He's got the system yeah. with the number 10. Thank God he bought Odegaard now, if considering yeah. if Emil smith Road is injured. that This all feels like it makes some kind of sense to me again, which is why I feel like, yeah, you know, he needs to be backed and we need to stick with him it doesn't make sense not to almost and we are I think we're already quite a number of points ahead of where we were last season as well so he's he even statistically he's improved I know we were terrible last season (laughs) and I know we're in a low league position now but he's still improved isn't he I think if, if we'd have got worse I mean the season's still we've got a lot of hard games to go but I still think fundamentally he is improving the situation in all kinds of different ways
1: I would imagine the rest of the season will will very much take the pattern of what we've seen so far, isn't it? Some some good results, maybe a run of good results. You know, a couple of shockers in there, probably a couple of oh, what happened there. I, I think yeah. you know uh, because of everything we've said, young players, inconsistent performances, senior players who haven't been r- consistent enough. I think that's probably I think that's probably what what we'll what we'll get. Um, and we have shown we can the fact that we can beat
0: a big team away from home. Yeah. You know, we can beat yes. the Man United's and Leicester's and, and yeah. you know, even perform to some extent against, you know, against other, the rest of the big six, I think is is an important factor as well. Because a couple of years ago, a few years ago, we were miserable against all those teams and we very yeah, rarely...
1: So, so the Chelsea away is obviously the big game still, isn't it? Leicester's, yeah. uh, Liverpool's at home and Tottenham's at home, but Chelsea's away. And uh, we have to hold our hat up. Uh, West Ham's away as well, to be fair to them. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Yeah, so that would be, yeah, that's some good... T- and then obviously Olympiakos back back to the... Uh, now, do we do we know physically where those matches are being played? I'm completely confused. We think um, they're being played in London and, and Athens, don't we?
0: Yeah, I think so. I believe so. Yeah, yeah it was only because it was only because um, the Portuguese Portugal, Portugal yes. is still in the red zone, isn't it? Yeah, so they yes. couldn't. We had right. to play in neutral because they wouldn't be yeah. allowed into the country. Whereas the Greeks are allowed, and because that's why we played in Greece. So yeah, yeah, I think we're fine. Although the Spurs have got Spurs have got the home advantage. avenue before the North London derby, they're playing at home now. Yes. And so, whereas we have to come back from Greece. So, we are at a disadvantage in that game now, they, they which is unlucky. To chain-
1: They've said we that the, the the two teams can't play on the same night, of course, when there are yeah, no yeah. fans, you think really? Yeah, that's weird,
0: isn't it? No really? fans, yeah. Insane. I mean, yeah, it's like they clearly, forgot. Cause... I read that news story. I read that news story. We've had to change because Spurs and also can't play at home the same night. Um and then I was like, hold on a minute, we could now, we could in this day and age. I don't think anyone's gonna <laughs> yeah. go to the
2: Because they always say it's the policing and the stewards, isn't it? But yeah. it can't yeah, be yeah, the same enough. issue. What yeah. is interesting? If obviously Olympiacos have got Socrates, don't they? Who I assume won't be yes. obviously allowed to play. But such an interesting one from like Insight, because you've got a player who could play in a quarterfinal, you know. And thinking about winning, you know, do they give all the information about their parent club? It's a it's a strange situation that you kind of have a, a mole in the camp, so to speak.
1: Yeah, well, he 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 will he'll be desperate to beat Arsenal, of course, won't he? Yeah. He'll be yeah. absolutely fired up for that, back back, back there, but I would ex- well, famous last words. I would expect Arsenal to win that tie. I would actually expect Arsenal to win that. Yeah, tie. same. Um, yeah. But then then I mean, it was amazing how none of the British teams were drawn against each other. Quite yeah. extraordinary,
0: yeah. Incredible. especially as the Incredible. first
1: three or four were were all. You know there were, there are about ten teams left, and six or seven of them were British or whatever it was. So I think uh, there might be some very juicy ties, very juicy ties in the in the in the quarterfinals. Let's hope so.
0: Yeah, let's face yeah. it. If we get much further in this competition, we're going to have we're going to either be playing First. Tottenham. Yeah, we are yeah. going to be playing Tottenham, aren't we? At some point. Yeah. I mean, did you see? Um, I'm sure. Did you see the um, brilliant Roy Keane? Jamie Redknapp yeah. uh, discussion on Sky at <laughs> the weekend, which I thought was so funny. Paul, like, I mean, you work with Roy, don't you? You you know yeah, it. He must. Yeah, yeah. Everyone says he's the nicest guy. Like, funny, charming. He's, Yeah, he's absolutely he charming. Terrifying.
1: He's, he he, terrifying. He was terrifying in that in that argument with um, with Jamie. He's got one of the best sense of humor's you will ever meet. I mean, properly funny, genuinely funny man. The thing about I've said about Roy's he he. He just, he loves, he's very, he loves a professional. If you think about what he was like as a footballer, yeah. the things that drove him mad as a player were, you know, you're interested in your gold watch and your prawn sandwiches. That's what drove him mad. In other words, you're not focused enough on what you do. Um, and and he's hes hes brilliant value. He's absolutely brilliant. I never subscribe. I know a lot of people do, and that's their, their prerogative. I do not, never have subscribed that this is an act. People say to me, oh, it's no. a caricature. No. And I always say to them, why would Roy Keane be interested in being a caricature? Yeah. To what end would it serve Roy Keane's <laughs> purpose to be a caricature? Yeah. That's just what he believes. Yeah, yeah, he's what he believes. You know, he has, yeah. he has, he, you know, he thinks goalkeeper should save everything. He literally yeah. thinks goalkeeper. He, I say yeah. to him, Oh, good save, and he goes, Well, he's got gloves on, hasn't he? <laughs>
0: yeah, well, and, and I, I think he really thinks and he clearly thinks because that argument with um, Jeremy Radner was all about how bad Spurs are, and basically he was yeah. saying Spurs are terrible, and you wouldn't pick any of their players. In your, yeah, yeah, I think yeah. he thinks the same way about Arsenal, pretty much. And you know, I think he thinks pretty much every team apart from Man City and you know, on a good day, Liverpool yeah. Are, yeah. Are, are are beneath him. You know, kind of yeah. just not good enough, and we just, just not very good. Be, Yeah, just not.
2: very he's good. He's, yeah. he's great to watch, though. I mean, boy, we we spoke earlier, didn't we, about how unexcited we, we might be for, you know, Man United-Chelsea felt like it could be 0-0. But this Sunday, and I'm biased because I work with Micah, but the fact that Micah and Roy are on TV... Yeah. That's what I'm more excited, and I think of loads course. of people are like. Oh, boy, his box he's box office! So, yeah. he's, he's box office. Like he is the one who, if I turn on you, you're excited and and good to see. And and it's not an act. And everyone says he's just you know the way he is. I think what would be interesting is it feels like there's unfinished business in in the game for him. Um, and you know he's a bit maybe old school in mentality, but it'd be so interesting to see him go and get a job, um, in football because he's... Yeah. Such a football man. I, I don't know, even, you know, I, I think, you know, he got rumored certainly in the press that he was linked with the Sheffield Wednesday job. He doesn't look like he's in the running at, at, at Celtic, but. I don't, even as a fan, I'd love to see him go back as a manager and 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 yeah. see him have one more crack.
1: And you know, with with Micah uh, working with him so closely, Josh, you know, as they say in boxing, stars make fights. So Micah Richards and Roy Keane's great stars because they're very different. They're very different. By the way, if you want if you it, what I'm saying about his sense of humor, Roy Keane, he's now on Instagram. Look at what he posts yes. on Instagram. Yes, oh, it's amazing. hilarious. I know.
0: The thing about Mike you know, yeah. yeah. wasn't it right the guy but oh, was I like Ian been, I think it was. Right. I think Ian Wright said, I'm getting Roy, I'm getting Roy on Instagram yeah. now. Yeah. And next, and there he was. Yeah. Right. Ian Wright and him are also brilliant together.
1: Great. Absolutely great. Yeah. I mean, the row they had at the World Cup semifinal was, was, was hilarious. It was a proper row. It was a proper yeah. row. And it was one yeah. of those moments where, you know, they started going and you have an internal dialogue and you just go, Mark. A, this is really valid, and B, this is really good, telly, So C, shut up, don't say, you know? I'm yeah, talking to myself. Yeah. Don't say anything. Yeah, yeah Just let him go. Absolutely. Yeah. Let him yeah. go. It'll, you know, yeah. it'll 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 reach its natural conclusion. Yeah. Well, the one, say, oh, the they don't like each other. They're, they love each other. <laughs> yeah.
0: They love each other. The one with the one with Jamie Redknapp was even I thought was even more serious. I thought they genu- I thought Jamie Redknapp's face, and in fact, I noticed that Dave, uh, what's his name, the the, ha- the host,
1: D- thank David Jones
0: yeah. on Sky, actually said to Jamie Redknapp after about five minutes of this quite tense tete-a-tete, tete, take, a, take a moment. Did you see that bit? He said, yeah. take to Jamie. And I, I was like, Jamie Bladet's face was like, don't you tell me to take a moment. <laughs> tell, tell Roy Keane to shut up and start having a go at me. It was, it was, it was brilliant, but it was brilliant TV. And much yeah. better than the, 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 than the impending game, than the nil-nil. Well,
1: that's, that's often what goes on now, isn't it, as well? Yeah. That's, that's quite often, you know, in the studio. But, uh, uh, you know, people like Roy Keane, um, Graham Sinister, you obviously. I've worked with Roy, but I haven't worked with Graham Suness. But you stop. I, I've always stopped. I walk through the room. Graham Suness is on. I go. What's he going to say? What's he? Yeah, gonna, this yeah. is a man who's done it all. Yeah. Who's been yeah. there and done it all. What's he going to say? You know. What yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm listening. I'm listening to this because the the game changes, obviously, but the approach and the and the sort of morals of it are the same.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but we've got. Uh, we, we sorry. You no, know, I was going to say Sorry, we, we, we should think. I mean, we've got was it? I mean, Burnley a trip, a, a BT Sport for your HD television, uh, boy, at twelve thirty on on Saturday. It, we if we can just get some more points off. But that's we've just got to be in touching distance because you know Mark alluded there, the last five games of the season. I was just having that, if we can just be in touch for when we've got like Newcastle, West Brom, a difficult trip to Chelsea, but then Palace and Brighton, we're, we're playing teams who may or may not be down, you know, and, and safe. I just I just hope that we've given ourselves a chance of those final five games of the season. We're in with a chance of of getting, you know, six, just, just be in with a hope that we've got something to look forward to. Because, you know, with five minutes to go against Benfica, you're watching it going is our season over and, it, and we're still in February and, and like, we're not going to go to Leicester and win on the back of such a disappointment. And, and suddenly, you know, I, I know it's only Burnley, but it just, every game now feels like increasingly, you know, just, just give us, give us some hope for the end of a season. So, um and Burnley have got problems up front. They, you know, they, they're a massively different proposition without Wood and Barnes because Vidra and Rodriguez are not there. You just, I, don't, I sort of fancy us to go and just carry on that good form. I really do.
1: Well, uh, to win against Benfica and then to win at Leicester and not win at Burnley, yeah. would just be would be a waste yeah. of momentum, wouldn't be? And it yeah. would rather sort of undermine everything we've been talking about the last half an hour. Although it, sh- it shouldn't do in the sense that you know they are not the project. I hate that word, but you know Arteta's long term view. But but yeah, that's I, 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 absolutely it's a game they should they should go and win. Yeah. Um, you know, Burnley Is won it good the for Emirates us that Spurs destroyed
0: them? Yeah, is it is it good for us that Spurs destroyed them four 0 the weekend, or bad for us? I don't know whether well, you know probably they... not
1: great because they want a response, mm. particularly being at home, and obviously they won at the Emirates and um, uh, and they did a job on Arsenal that night at the Emirates, didn't they? Absolutely did yeah. a job that night. Was that the night that um, was that the night that Ajaka got sent off? It was in the middle of that horrible Sunday night run, wasn't it? After about five yeah. weeks, oh Arsenal god, yeah, I hate those nights. That- <laughs>
0: Yeah, late Literally Sunday night is the worst weeks in a slot. Row. I hate that slot, yeah. You wait, wait the whole bloody weekend and then you get to, yeah. oh, it's horrible.
1: Yeah, But I think he yeah. just I think, just I think right, th- go and play the same way. Go and play the same way, okay? And that awful thing, the result will look after itself. I mean, you know, Sean Dyche does an amazing job there. I know he's not everyone's cup of tea and yeah. or is their style, but bearing in mind their budget and the size, and obviously there's no crowd this season, he does an amazing job to keep them, you know, to keep them where they are, and they're they're seriously obdurate, and on their day they did a complete number, as I yeah. said at the Emirates, and on their day. So it's another challenge, isn't it? As it should be in them, which is why our league's so great. It's another challenge. Shouldn't yeah, wonder what, win? I wonder what guarantee. kind. Of,
0: I wonder what kind of team Al will pick because, you know, we then we then back into the European game, aren't we? Afterwards, yeah. um, does he? Yes. You know, is that? So I wonder. Like it was quite clear, kind of, a couple of weeks ago, what his A team or mm-hmm. B team was. Now I think it's all a bit. Mixed up because yeah. because of that triumphant game um, at Leicester. So I wonder. Well, it goes Burnley, comes,
1: Olympiakos, Tottenham, Olympiakos, doesn't it? Yeah, I think I'm right in saying, yeah. Josh, you got the fixtures. Yeah, yeah, that's it. So yeah, no. So that will be that, that. will be. But I think going back to what we were saying earlier about what he sees on the training ground and the fact, you know, it's got a, you know, it's got a lot of availability at the moment, hasn't he? You know, Partey's. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's maybe a game for Partey to play ninety minutes and see where he's at. Um, Smith Rowe probably be out. Hip injuries are quite notoriously tricky. Um remember Freddie Lundberg had a hip injury was never quite as effective again after that. Um Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. hip injuries oh, are Don't tricky. say that. I don't want, I don't want him must to recover but I think you know if you have an operation on your hip it's different as they did. But um it, it, I, I I think I think you'll see how I think you will see you know how they pull up on the training ground this week. I really do actually.
0: Mm. Yeah. And William uh, William could play, you know. I mean that of you could. know. Yeah. Yeah. Of course yeah,
1: he could. I mean, um, and you know who's going to play the bat because uh, Luis scored a great goal. Um, Bob holding back went down one well in this house. Uh, Gabriel, obviously, who started the season brilliantly, hasn't played quite as much, has he, since his COVID break? Um, he yeah, his,
0: he was a bit rusty, uh, wasn't he? After he was after injury. Rusty. Yeah.
1: Mary Pablo Mary showed a bit of pace, didn't he? When Vardy. Yeah, went he was good. That was interesting. Yeah. Apart from that,
0: apart from the first goal, which was a complete oh. classic old-school Arsenal fiasco, wasn't it? But after that, after that, and Cedric, I thought, played well. I think Cedric is possibly looking a better bet at the moment than Bellerin. You know, I, I think... I love Hector, but I think he's had a kind of... He has weird moments, doesn't he, where the final ball isn't there a lot of the time. It seems to take him a long time to get to the point where his final ball is going to be good, whereas I thought Cedric was really effective Um, there's
1: no question that Hector Bellerin is an outstanding human being there's no question about that everything you read about he is absolutely you would want you'd want to go out to the pub and dinner in a club with Hector Bellerin wouldn't you and talk and you wouldn't have to talk about football but I suspect he'll probably leave in the summer I suspect you're right I think I I think probably just might suit everybody
2: yeah, no, it feels like that. And there were stories again today about this potential move to Barcelona. I did see that it, your friend, Mark Tony Adams, was was suggesting that neither he or uh, Cedric were the you know potential option longer term for the right back position at Arsenal. I think he felt that you know regardless of what happens, we we need a new right back for. Um, for well, I team. think Lampty
1: of Brighton. who was at Chelsea, obviously. I think he made his debut at Arsenal, didn't he? In that win last season, he's absolutely fantastic he's player. I mean, Lampty is a mm. fantastic player, but I think you know it would cost a lot of money to get him out. And I, and with a with a limited budget, you wonder exactly where you know. I think it would cost you thirty. Th- I know he's a right back. Lee Dixon would faint, but it probably cost you thirty million to get get thirty five million to get him out this summer. If that, it, maybe if a bit more, It's just signed a new deal at Brighton. So. um
2: But I would have thought someone like him would be. Yeah, he'd be brilliant. Yeah,
0: Yeah, then you'd have Tierney and Lamptey together would be would be that would be a very strong fullback wise. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah.
2: It it was good to see Cedric get an opportunity at right back because he did have this period where he was sort of shoved in at left back and you know, I don't, I don't think that was a sort of fair him. but he's probably done enough to keep the shirt. I mean, he mm. probably feel unlucky Or, but then again, it's like you said, boys. you don't quite know if the priority is Burnley or is it Olympia yeah. on, on Thursday. I, you, I mean, it's wide yeah. open. It really is. If you look
0: at the games yeah. coming up, if you look at the, how tight it is, all those teams, to write that off I think would be ridiculous and, I think it's to, to put all your emphasis on a cup, as, as you said earlier, I think Mark, you know, to assume that, you know, to, to, if you're going to end up playing Spurs, for example, anything could happen in whether we play them in the right. semifinal or final, whatever, if we go through the next couple of rounds to kind of put all your eggs in a cup basket is, is quite bold. I think, whereas in the yeah. league, at least you build up form. We're building up momentum you can't throw that away. So I think it's tough for him, but I think he's got to try somehow to keep both on the boil, percolating away as much as each I mean, other. I think,
1: I think what he's got, but I think he's got enough people who are fit at the moment and in some sort of right. form. I think he's got plenty yeah, of we're options. Lucky. If you yeah. went through the team, we talked yeah. about all four centre-halves. He's got options. Uh, you know What's that, what, you part- what do you think is the best centre-back partnership?
0: What do you think is the best duo? Well, that's though, a good though, question.
1: Uh, I think he thinks it contains Louise. Uh, yeah, the and moment, he yeah. loves Louise's impact on the training ground. I mean, a, yeah. I mean, a couple of people told me before Louise signed a contract who had been to the training ground. He's going to sign a new contract. He's absolutely loves it. I, I, I actually like Holding and and Gab and Gabrielle. I like, I mm. must say, I like that. But he absolutely loves Louise. Um, I don't think there's a lot in it to be honest. The thing about Louise is we knew when he played for Chelsea. We knew he played for PSG. He's got one in him, hasn't he? I mean, he did it at Wolves. Didn't mean to do it. It was a red card. It might be a bit of a bonkers rule, but it was a red card. But he's got that in him, hasn't he? You just think, at some stage... who, Who did I... There was a great comment from someone on Twitter... Stephen Bush, who's a journalist, I think he writes for the New mm. Statesman, just said yeah. no, a very him, yeah. literary comment. was something like he's yeah. like Chekhov's gun, Louise. He just will go <laughs> off at some stage. I had to look it up. <laughs> some, you know, yeah, um, yeah. He, yeah if, he, gun, he if there's a gun in the
0: first act, it will go off in the third. Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. And and he is like that. But I I, I like Gabrielle and uh, and uh, Bob Holding, not just because of yeah. chance to say yeah. come on, Bob Holding. But I I like I like uh, I like those two. But I think Louise's. I think he's done pretty well. To be fair, I actually think he's right. done pretty well. And I always, think, whenever people go, "Oh, really?" I go, "Think about the cup final. Arsenal fans spent the entire week sweating about Giroud in the cup final, and 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 Louise had him in his pocket all game. Yeah,
0: yeah. And all he had Vardy. Game. He had Vardy, Vardy was absolutely. Yes. That was one of the worst games I've seen Vardy play yeah. at the weekend. Well, That's game. But he barely even noticed scores him. Against yeah. always always scores, scores against, against Arsenal. always scores against Arsenal. Barely noticed him. It was that was incredible.
1: And I think Luis has I to think, take some. I think to answer your question with, with Burnley and two Olympiacos and Tottenham at the moment, obviously people get injured or tired or whatever, but he's got. he's got. I don't think he'll play Saka, actually. I think he'll give Saka another rest because Saka's unbelievable. But, you know, I think he will play against Olympiacos, so he won't play this weekend. He needs 10. He looks like he needs 10 days off.
0: Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's incredible, isn't it? Saka, right? I would just have to say. I mean, Zaka's been playing pretty much almost every game. Yeah, this season for a young guy, and he's done brilliantly, and he's obviously a yeah. player of the season. Has to be young player of the yes. season for me as well. Um, has to be in the England squad surely for the Euros. Oh, definitely, 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 definitely. Yeah, definitely. Oh yeah. Um, but Xhaka has pl- he 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 never gets rested, does he? I mean, no. he plays every single game, Europe, the league, and uh, 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 has he won us over? Now, I think he, I think I'm now won over futsum Xhaka You know. A couple of months I think ago, in the last, he's got what last... like he's, he's got. Chekhov's gun in there, hasn't he? But has it, he? He <laughs> has got Chekhov's gun, but has he? Has the gun gone off? When's the last time the gun went off? A long time uh, ago. And but I think it's Burnley more
1: game, wasn't it? Yeah, the
0: Burnley game, right? Yeah. But I think more than that, I think he's he's suddenly not suddenly, but recently. But his passing forwards has been much mm. better. It's been like a revelation to me. You've still got El Nenny who passes backwards 75% oh. of the time, as far as <laughs> I can make it out. And I and I can't, I I I mean, that midfield is is not it lacks no. a lot for me. But Xhaka Really is making some really decent passes, bold passes. Whereas I think there's still moments. There was a moment against Leicester away. Did he had the ball and he just stood there? And Tierney was in acres of space, and he didn't for some reason decided not to pass to him. Uh, there are moments like that that are almost like you know, xhaka He's got kind a
1: very of... good long range of pass, Xhaka. But, very yeah, he has got a long range of passing. Yeah, I, I think I'm looking forward to seeing him with Party on a regular basis. That's, yeah, you know, that is really a good midfield. I want material, to see it? how that. Yeah. yeah, I want to see yeah. how that goes because yeah. Party's got the legs and can get up and down. xhaka has got the pass. Ability, I, I, I think that was going to be. I think you know that that I would imagine that would be his first choice in there when everybody's fit. You know, El fills in a number, and Sabios comes. He sort of flits in and out of it, doesn't he? And when it comes to, yeah, football. he obviously had an absolute shocker the other night. <laughs> oh my that. God! Yeah, that was incredible, wasn't it? Well, that that was, was, it was that
0: was yeah. unbelievable for a midfielder to, to to be to be to be responsible for for two goals effectively. Yeah, 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 yeah it was unbelievable. Uh, you know, um, I was just going to ask about Odegaard. Uh, it seems I think seems seems really good so far to me. Like, you know, I mean, just very, very just just
1: his passing again looks great. Yeah, yeah. Neat tidy. I mean, I thought it was in, tidy. He had the sort of oh god, they now call it pre-assist, don't they? He had the pre-assist for Pepe's goal. But that was really good, quick, nimble feet. You see the way he yeah. took it and immediately took it. I think he sort of took it one touch, flicked it out with his left. I'd be interested to see. Well, obviously, if Real Madrid wants him back, that's the end of the conversation. But it'd be interesting to see how much more he plays, how much of an impact he has. It's always hard, isn't it, when someone's a wonder kid. No matter what nationality they are, which league they end up is, he's a wonder kid, and we, you know, we've all known his name for four or five years. And you just think, oh, I hope he doesn't go on a merry-go-round, a sort of, you know, a carousel of clubs around Europe and never settles anywhere. I, I, you know, Arsenal have got a decision to make: Ceballos or Odegaard, haven't they? Mm. Maybe they get neither. Mm. Maybe
2: Real Madrid, so we're both having them back, but.
1: I think it would be unlikely they'd sign both permanently.
2: That would yeah. Be yeah. And, it and I, feel, I think it would go. Instincts. It feels Odegaard at the moment is clearly getting yeah. the the game yeah. time. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and it's probably, I mean, taking a few games, but having the bigger impact, um, certainly um, at the moment. And I, as I was saying earlier, with Smith Rowe out, I think we're going to see it, you know, presumably a lot more um, in the next, uh, well, four, four probably four games we've got ahead of this uh, yeah. international break. Mm. I also wanted to ask quickly before we go to talk about predictably, before we finish, the, the,
0: there seems to be an increased possibility that the Euros are going to be all be played in, in, in this country, doesn't it? Is that, is that, well, do you think I, that's going to happen?
1: Mark? I mean, obviously uh, 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 Boris Johnson's obviously offered it. Um, I, th- I think, I think, If at all possible, they will stick to what they've got. I mean, we all thought it was madness at the time, but that was six years ago. Whatever it was, I mean, it never seemed to make sense at the time. But if you're if you're Baku and you've got Wales playing there, you are desperate to have them there. I think if at all possible, they will stick to what they've got. And if you can have even thirty or forty percent in Baku, I read the other day. Uh, the, the FAI in Ireland have been told, you know, you you have, to, you have to let fans... If you want to keep your games, you have to let a certain percentage of fans in. Right. So obviously right. your vaccination programme has to be sufficiently advanced that you can do that for the safety of everybody. Um, so uh, where are we now? March. I think they're going to make a decision probably... Well, they can't make it much later than the end of April, I wouldn't yeah. imagine. Right. I mean, it keeps changing they when they're going to make it. the decision. And yeah. I, I, yeah. obviously, so my inkling is... Yes, if necessary here, but I think they'll try their absolute hardest still to to take it round Europe as much as they can. Mm, even mm. even you know even even accepting that's thirty percent, forty percent, fifty percent of of the stadia are full.
2: And England Scotland, yeah.
1: interestingly, England Scotland, which we got live on ITV. Quick plug is about two days before. I think it's on the eighteenth of June. Yes, because twenty first of June is sort of you know the last at the moment. That can change, of course. Is the last sort of. Date isn't it, which we've got the diary hopefully to open up fully, and then there's one more group game at Wembley before we get into the quarterfinals. So, we won't get a full Wembley for England Scotland, come what may. We were never going to, weren't we? But you know, Frank. Of course, that's a shame. But frankly, uh, going back to what we said earlier, it's only football with everything we've been through. Yeah, you know, but even having some.
0: Yeah, even having just some crowd there, it's going to be brilliant, I think. I'm, I'm, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm very excited about that. I mean, did either of
1: you two go to the Emirates for the 2,000?
2: No, I didn't. One game. No? No, no well, exactly. that was just didn't. one
1: game at the Emirates, wasn't there? Is was that right? With the
2: two. fans in? Two. No, two, yeah, two, yeah, two. I think one of them was a Europa League, was it Dundalk? Yes. Or, yeah, or, yeah, that's think, right. Yeah. As well. Dundalk, what, what has yeah. been interesting, I mean, maybe I've just seen it on my LinkedIn from various people I've got, but all these uh the people that sell like the hospitality for the euros games have are clicked into clicked into gear and you can you know imagine that of tickets that might be available the natural spaces that you have in the hospitality areas are going to be a little bit easier um to manage so um, they have definitely been uh, been selling so it seems like the message is going to very much be as you were saying that you know there will have to be an amount of fans in the in the stadiums to yeah. keep to keep this going um yeah. which is um I mean, from a ticketing point of view, that they have sold these games and then you're going to have to take away people's tickets. I mean, the logistical nightmare that this is, is uh, is incredible. But hopefully we'll have 10,000 fans at the Emirates for... For the final game of of the season yes. to cheer us home to eighth or, or whatever it will be, that will be an exciting <laughs> no. uh, moment. And uh, the Josh, lap of honour, Josh,
1: you're too young, but uh, Boyd and I remember plenty of seasons of coming home in eighth. Yeah.
2: Well, I mean, it was here last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah and we, I mean, I, yeah, we, we were twelfth in 1995, right? I don't know if I'd have been there for the final home game yeah. of the season to uh, to cheer uh, to cheer them home to that, but um, no, it'd be it'd be just. Uh, uh, symbolically, amazing to uh, to start having having fans back, and uh, presumably, my for ITV, you'd, you'd have all been based here in here in England anyway for the majority. Yes, of the
1: time. yeah, yeah. No, I think that, that yeah, and it's just a question of where we're based. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We, we'll go to Wembley for the games. Uh, yeah. Possibly go to uh, theoretically, you could go to Dublin or, or, or yeah. Glasgow, but I, I doubt that now. Uh, but certainly go to Wembley as long as we're allowed to. I mean, I've been. Obviously, in the last few months, I've been to Twickenham and Wembley for for England matches and going to England, going to Wembley for the uh, World Cup qualifiers, which obviously start before the Euros, as they do. Um, and it's very odd experience, to be honest. It's a very, very odd experience. You can literally hear everything. When Conor Cody scored for England in whatever game it was in the autumn, I mean, it was a great moment for him. And you could actually, you could hear him in Wembley screaming at the top of his voice, which was you know, but it, it did yeah. make you feel like you were playing on, you know, Hackney Marshes a bit that you could hear the players so loudly.
2: Yeah, that was an interesting thing actually. on just going off topic, on Monday night football last night, when Jamie Carragher was analysing the goal Newcastle conceded to Wolves, and basically yeah. saying it was because the message didn't get across to different players, and you're just saying, well, that is kind of understandable, <laughs> possibly when you've got fifty thousand fans yeah. there. In a time where it's basically everyone can hear everything, to, yeah. to have a you know sub and then 60 seconds later to not have a player in the right position that was,
1: uh, I mean, just, just a quick one the interview. weirdest thing I've seen in all this was actually at Twickenham, England, Scotland. And as people know, you can't kick off till the floor manager says you can start. The floor manager is the one who says all the television's ready, you know, we've had all the adverts, etc., etc. And so, the pla- so Twickenham was silent for about 20 seconds with all the players lined up, and Owen Farrell was about to kick the ball. And- literally like that silence for 20 seconds I was looking around Twickenham going this is so surreal England Scotland's <laughs> about to kick off it should be absolute bedlam of noise all the players just quietly looking at each other waiting for a whistle who we thought well we we, we we all know what we've lived through and all we can keep our fingers crossed is over soon enough and we never go through it again
0: yeah. yeah, you must have been that. That, um, talking of rugby, I mean, I'm not even, I, I don't know much about rugby, but that Wales England match of the weekend was astonishing, wasn't it? Those decisions, those well, um...
1: it, it, it was, I mean, because we'd had a weird decision, win. we'd had in an England uh, Italy game, Johnny May had scored this try when he'd flown through the air, and there was a lot of debate about, you know, was that a legal try? So I said to a rugby pal this morning, and we were two England games in a row where there have been some tries two tries for Wales and the England one against Italy, that people have gone, is that a legitimate? So I said to him, it's not just football, which is tying itself in knots over the laws just at the moment. You know, it's it's rugby as well. It's interesting that there are still, rugby and football still have enough laws open to the individual interpretation of the referee. And we saw it in the Chelsea Man United game, didn't we? I think... We I analyse everything for the world show I do on a Monday and it was like general astonishment that Man United didn't get a penalty for that. Yeah, you know the credit to Hamble. Yeah, but, you know it's, as I say, in a way, you know we're still talking. Luckily, about I suppose luckily, individual subjective decisions. Not everything is necessarily altered by a by a fourth eye yeah. in the sky.
0: Oh, yeah, and the goal that was yeah. the goal the the free kick goal of the weekend that was. Oh. Um, that was, that was the most amazing thing ever. That was like, you know, if you're not involved in those things, then it's brilliantly entertaining. But that was so insane. Oh, also. I had
1: to get Chris Foy, who, you know, used to referee in the Premier League, who was our refer there, actually had to talk us through it live. And he did explain it right. very well in the end about why it was correct to disallow the goal. Really? And, I, and, and really? you know, it yeah. was... Because you remember Thierry Henry was... And I said to him, "Do you, I said to Chris, do you remember Thierry Henry somebody will know yes. somewhere scored a goal yeah. quick free really, kick the ref yeah, said yeah. no 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 I hadn't said you could take it so he took yeah. it again and scored and yeah. you he looks at the ref and goes is that yeah okay? is that all right yeah that's
0: okay yeah yeah, yeah 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 but this ref did say he could take it didn't he
1: <laughs> yes but what it, the way it was explained to me was he said he could take it but the Brighton had already asked for the wall to be formed and if Brighton have asked mm. for the wall to be formed then West Brom have to go back 10 yards and the goalkeeper has to be ready
2: and he was so that
1: was the bit because the goalkeeper right. wasn't ready. Oh, okay. and you, are, and you can take it
2: quickly, yeah. And he'd seen he wasn't ready just in time before the ball crossed the line. But then Correct. what was confusing is that he then did award the goal. Yeah, he gave the award of the goal. Going, yeah, yeah. It, it <laughs> it wasn't, he not did have a massive where well, he's he's got the weekend off this weekend yeah. to for have an a, injury for an injury. Wrong. <laughs> have yeah. a thing, yeah. Boyd. What do you yeah. think? We yeah. better,
1: yeah, yeah. No, Boy, if the ball across the line before he blown the whistle a second time, it would have counted. Anyway, there we go. Yeah,
2: yeah. Sorry, Josh. We better pre- no, we better predict this game against Burnley. Yeah, oh, we had. We, we had. and I mean, I- we've I- got to win. I said earlier, obviously about you know that Wood and um, Barnes have, have both been out. Wood came on as a sub briefly against Spurs, so you suspect he will be playing. Yeah. It, but Ashley Barnes is is, is still out. Um, but I I think we win. I, I feel so enthused about that performance. <laughs> I, I don't know if I'm getting delirious because the way this season has gone has been uh, fairly un- uh, unpredictable. But Burnley have just struggled for goals, um, and we we now look like we can we can score. So I think a, a two. A two-one Arsenal win, Boyd, and uh, and we creep ever nearer to uh, the hope, the hope of European football through the league position.
1: Mm. Yeah, I, we've got I to I win, haven't we? Say, yeah, what do I you was going to yeah. say exactly that, Josh. Am I allowed to say the same as Josh? Is exactly <laughs> yeah. what I was going yeah, to say. Arsenal had some bizarre games at Turf Moor. We had the game where Kashelny or che- Oxley Chamber basically they had to change the law. Score with his hand. Do you remember that one? <laughs> yes. In the last yes. second, score with his hand. Yeah. Uh, Sanchez scored a penalty. Away, did it at home as well, away at Burnley with pretty much the last kick. Had some I can't remember what happened there last season. I can't remember what happened there last season, actually, Josh. No, I can't remember either. Yeah. Uh, I, I think I think I'll go two one Arsenal. Yes. Okay.
0: Yeah. I'm yes. going to go three one Arsenal. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I'll go I'll go
2: optimistic. But the yeah.
1: Death no, haven't we? we have.
0: Yeah, we have.
2: <laughs> um that, Mark, it's been last brilliant
0: having you
1: back.
2: Pleasure, boys. I was gonna say just last boy. season last season was a nil nil thriller uh, at uh, uh. <laughs> uh oh, forgive right. you for forgetting yeah. uh early yeah. february uh early february trip up there at least but, uh, yeah. at least with the first game of the weekend i
1: much
0: prefer that with the twelve thirty 30 kickoff saturday oh, morning yeah. rather than the pain yes. of having to wait till sunday <laughs> at seven fifteen, which is such but, a yeah. nightmare when you've yeah. already watched so, um, eight games
1: and you're thinking i've oh. got to watch something else
0: yes <laughs> exactly exactly yeah mark it's been brilliant thank you so much you. um and uh, uh look forward to seeing you again very soon Seeing you Most on the chase words. and hosting. hosting
1: um, <laughs> when are you next on ITV? When you is uh, it rugby? We've, we've, yeah, we've got rugby. We've got England-France, as long as the French are allowed to play because they've been breaking their right. bubble. We've got England-France yeah. Saturday week. Yes.
0: Okay, brilliant. We'll be watching. Cheers. And we'll be back next week. Cheers, Josh. This is a Playback Media production. To listen to all our football podcasts, visit playbackmedia.co.uk.